I get a little bit closer. It's like hanging out with Corpusside. Ah. I just think of your road stories of uh, four fellas oh. being in a van together. And that's when I didn't even smell as bad as I do now. Imagine if it was now. The biggest. Oh, it would smell so bad in that van. Wasn't snoring the biggest issue? For me, not for anyone else. It seems like people who snore can sleep around people who snore. People who don't want to murder in the night. <laughs> Probably because we've learned that we have to sleep to our own snoring to or own, through our own snoring. Your own chainsaw sounds going on all night. Yeah. That's how it goes. Oh, oh that was a, that a good snore. That was a nice little kitty sound. sound. It was like it was like Simba <laughs> trying to sound <laughs> like a big tough kitty. I am a big tough kitty. We hung out with a little cute kitty just not too long ago. Did it give you baby fever? (laughs) Baby kitty fever? Of course. I I would have so many cats if I could and knew that they would get along. Uh, For every urge to get a new cat, if you succumb to it, there'd be many, many cats. But not a disgusting amount because I don't want to be... I don't want to not provide them with like the space and the freedom that they need or negligence or someone getting on someone's ass all the time. Like we already kind of dealt with that a little bit first with Kit Kat because he was uh, he was bullied. So he was kind of a bully to Oliver at first. And then Wayne came and he's like, fuck all (laughs) y'all. I run this pod. That's jail talk. I run this pod. That son of a bitch. It sure is. And welcome. Bit me and scratched. Welcome. <laughs> Clem's first day, you were brutalized. Brutalized. Welcome. There's be so many of that. Welcome <laughs> to the dollhouse. Welcome to the dollhouse. Come on, introduce. Go. I've been trying I to, know. but I, I just thought we'd keep dragging this out. No, I don't want to. I want to get the podcast done. Welcome home! <laughs> uh, let's see what other welcome things God are. Damn it. <laughs> welcome to a couple of critics podcast. I'm Michelle. I'm Sam. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we got oh, to. Oh, I hate even doing that. We got voice. to hang out with a kitten a little bit ago, and the kitten was so sweet. It was it's almost like a little baby Pauline. I love it. So the cat, much. the cat, Paulin, not a little it's baby. It's not the dead man. <laughs> human Paulin. <laughs> we did not hang out with the dead man, even though we have had a party at his grave. We had a party there. We had a dead man's party at his grave. <laughs> we had a dead man's party at Paulin's grave. Paulin. Uh, so Sam, Charles Nelson Riley came out, and so did the guy from that game show. Oh, what was the fucking host? Of the, oh, Gene. Gene Rayburn. I don't remember the last name. I think it's Gene Rayburn. I like I like game show hosts. Remember the Game Show Network and its heyday? Of course. Chuck oh. Woolery. I don't even know if Game Show Network exists anymore. I believe it does. I just believe they play more modern. They probably just play reruns of like the current family feud with Steve Hart. Probably. Which he is a good guest. A, a, a guest. Good a good host. The wrong ST word at the end came out. It's so funny how he can somebody can say something and he can just look at the crowd with that like deadpan stare. And he's not even doing a joke yet. And he can do it for like almost 
a whole like 60 seconds he can just stare in silence and the crowd is whooping with laughter because he has comedian timing he does he does it's everything so everything timing is fun and uh, sometimes it's fun to to just like you know stretch things out you know like your back and time and your legs your asshole no, I yeah. like to keep that nice and uh, get yourself step up butt plugs. like level one, level two, level three, level four, level five. Just like on a recent episode of Ninety Day Fiance, do you remember seeing that? I know that she said she was uh, wanted she to do wanted butt to, stuff with Gino. She wanted but... to have ass sex with Gino, so she bought different size butt plugs to work herself up <laughs> to being comfortable with it. So I thought that's what you were well, referencing. Well, good for her. No, I was just referencing like in general. I was thinking of when people get gauges in their ears and they start with the little ones, and then they eventually get to like dinner plates hanging out of their yeah, ears stretching that dead ear skin <laughs> oh god they smell so bad when they take them out and it's it can't be uh once it's stretched it's root is it mm-hmm. it never it never goes back just like a belly so like the skin on my belly if i lost a lot of weight i'd have to have my uh skin cut off because i have a cut that uh, skin off because <laughs> <laughs> once it's stretched to a certain amount it doesn't go back and i don't remember oh i remember chris complaining about that on uh the Slayton sisters, Thousand Pound sisters. Oh yeah. Okay, I need to get my skin cut off, <laughs> <laughs> bitch. <laughs> Chris from Thousand Pound Sisters says "bitch" more than Freddy Krueger. They are- <laughs> <laughs> There's stuff you can do. Oh man. Uh, why the fuck are we talking about Thousand Pound why Sisters? Why aren't we just doing a Thousand Pound Sisters podcast? I brought that up. No, we, we brought that up about 90 Day Fiance, mm-hmm. but you said it was too overloaded. There are and, too many shows. And it would suck. In hindsight. There's also a lot of those, I think. Much more fun to talk about the Slaytons. Oh, for sure. Much more. There's, and we're, such, there's positivity. We're also a state away from them. Yeah. We could go and visit them. We could go we to their can. hometown and just like wait for them to... <laughs> Like hang out for a week and Amy, just go to the, go to the grocery store every day and just Will hang you be out. on the official Thousand Pound Sisters podcast, Amy. <laughs> I hate the videos where they're like just recreating that whole. But there's things you can do, and you get to see their dead-eyed stare as they're well. Amy's dead-eyed stare that looks that way and then that way mm-hmm. as well. <laughs> I don't know why Travis hasn't gone for her for real. Travis, fuck her. <laughs> And I don't mean, like, dismiss her. I mean, lay some pipe. Lay some <laughs> pipe. You want to get to the reason we're here, why we're gathered here today, oh, Michelle? Oh, we are gathered here. <laughs> we sure are. We are gathered here today, ladies and gentlemen, to give homage to one of the greatest death metal bands in history. One of the most well-known metal death metal bands in history. Ah, oh, yes. Praise Ladies and gentlemen. Him. It's fucking Cannibal Corpse Day. Oh, it's f- happening. We are. Michelle's been waiting for so long Michelle for this. Michelle has <laughs> been waiting for this to be over <laughs> with. We, so this is also a little drawn out because we were busy and tired. Busy slash tired last weekend and this, didn't record this. So this is a a more rare midday a or midweek. midweek. A midweek when we don't, we're not pressed 
to get this done because it's getting ready to come out. But we don't want to get too far behind. We're trying to be responsible adults. Exactly. So here we go, ladies and gentlemen. It's time to talk about this Cannibal Corpse album. Now, on the last episode that the people heard, I gave you a potential four choices of Cannibal Corpse albums that could have been. Now, I would like to say what those would have could have potentially been. The Wretched Spawn. This means nothing to you. The Wretched Spawn, Evisceration Plague, uh, Gore Obsessed, and finally, the one we are listening to today and talking about, The Bleeding. You said I chose a classic? You did choose a classic, and it's a classic for a couple of reasons, but before we get into that, I think it'd be smart to go ahead and get the motherfucking album started. Why are you taking a picture of me right now? So I can show you how incredible your hair looks and I can't stop <laughs> staring at it. You put your headphones on and like it pushed some of your hair in the front up. It just has these like loops. <laughs> and there it shall stay. And there it head. shall stay. This is All where right. the people are really being cheated from not uh, having video. a visual component. If anybody would like to do video for free until we can start making money off of this... Then come on aboard. <laughs> All right. <laughs> on our uh, lackadaisical, might change at the last minute schedule. <laughs> hey, got a headache. Don't want to do it today. Sorry. Hey. <laughs> All right, let's get this started. First song is called Staring Through the Eyes of the Dead. Let's do it. Ooh. So I do have a question. Yes, I've from got the answer. The beginning. Please. And it's kind of a generalized, it's a generalized metal question. It's not particularly about Cannibal Corpse, but I feel like based on the name, you would expect some more brutality. What is it with, is there like a thing where it's like, I got to come up with a cool, crazy sounding song, like song titles. Is that like a thing on purpose that's being done? Um, like well, staring through the eyes of the dead or, you know, fucked with a knife and things <laughs> to be continued. Well, it's funny you ask that. In metal in general... It's hilarious no. that I asked Metal that. in general, no. I think most bands write lyrics and then get an idea of what the title would be from that. Whether the title comes from a direct line in the song, something you said in the song, or just the general idea. That's how I name songs. I write the song first, and then I look at it. Well, I understand the process of naming songs. I just don't know if there's a specific, like, I'm trying to come up with something that's going to get people's attention. Yes, this band does that thing precisely. There's another band that does that, too, that you don't like their music, but you think that the names of their songs are funny. uh, uh, Not necessarily funny. Some of them are funny. Uh, Some of them are just real, like... You're really trying hard, dude. That band is called Anal Cunt. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes, yes. Um, who's a guitar player? Well, the singer of that band, Seth Putnam, he died from an overdose. He was a fucking mess. But their guitar player died not too long ago from falling down an escalator, had an escalator spill. So then the joke across the whole internet was, uh, you're dumb because you died on an escalator. Because <laughs> like they had song titles like that. No. <laughs> like, like, you died because you're gay or stuff like that. I don't remember. But anyway... This band, yes, they traditionally do come up with song titles first and then write the lyrics. They're trying, and, and these are some of the, like, really kind of the most laid back. I mean, in the future, you get songs like uh, Blunt Force Castration and just any any weird, brutal title you can come up with. It could very well be a Cannibal Corpse song. Not like staring into the Lord's eyes through a rainbow? No. 
No, I don't know of one band that sounds like this that wrote that song. I would love to hear it, though. <laughs> Staring through the eyes of God, rainbow. I don't hear what Michelle said. Staring into the eyes of God through a rainbow. <laughs> I haven't got to talk about the fucking band. I mean, you're miserable, right? This was never... Well, so I do want to ask what you think I thought when you... Before, like... Because I haven't really said anything. We've listened to this together a couple times, but I haven't really said much about it at Uh, all. I'm sure you think it's got a bad production sound. I Uh, Before you gave it to me, you thought that I would feel this way? Yeah. Okay. I would think that. Um, I told you that this might is the groove... Has some of the groovier riffs on it. I'm sure... Uh, you thought these are the groovier riffs <laughs> and that you're going <laughs> to hate the vocals <laughs> and you're going to hate the drums because it's it's pretty much a repeat of all the things you already don't like about death metal and metal <laughs> I had previously thought but there's extra things too that I prepared for you to be like why is this happening well I did <laughs> I uh, so I'm slightly familiar with Cannibal Corpse because they were in a movie that I love so much that is considered to be very problematic these days because of a uh, Oh the trans because uh, be- she's because she's a trans person. Because of, uh, but Finkel is Einhorn, Einhorn is Finkel. But is it a, but this is the thing. <clears throat> this is the thing that I'm gonna say about that. Cool. I know that there's the whole like, oh my god, this person is really like a man and I kissed this person. Uh-huh. But is that because he one, he wasn't told, so he was misled. And then two, is Einhorn or is Finkel Einhorn? Genuinely, or because they're hiding out? Huh? What do you mean? Is Finkel Einhorn genuinely? Finkel is Einhorn. Einhorn is Finkel. I know what you're saying. I'm saying, was the transition genuine, or is it a specific disguise in the movie? Oh, oh, I don't know. That's never addressed. I've never thought about that angle. I've never heard it be brought up before, but but people say that it's like such a thing, but I don't know that the whole like becoming Einhorn was like a genuine, I think I'm I'm a woman thing. It, It was necessity to pull off the plot. Is how it feels more than... To hide and get back at yeah, Dan, yeah, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So always, it was a scheme. It wasn't real. I've always felt that way. S- but I still and, guess I understand the idea of, you know, oh, I can't believe that it's really a man that I kissed. But it's yeah, also I, just... I think it's more the deception. But it oh. is... It, it does go a little far. As a boy who grew up in that time, it, it was not about the deception. You you were thinking No, like, I think that's part of it. I kissed a boy! <laughs> Um, well, I think that's part that's of it. mostly the joke, I would say. But it's also, in many ways, also immature humor. So I just feel oh, like... yeah. He I talks from his butt. I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know that it deserves that as much. But anyway, Cannibal Corpse is in that movie. Jim Carrey loves Cannibal Corpse. So, or at least did. I don't know his current opinion on the corpse, but... No. <laughs> his current opinion on, on, on the, the corpse. corpse. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but at one time he was a big fan. There's yeah. an interview where he talks about them. There's a video out there. Actually, he talks about Napalm Death. Oh, that's who it is. But he is referencing this kind of music. But, I, like, but, I know, <laughs> but he's a fan of Cannibal Corpse, though. Yeah. Right? Like, it was, wasn't it was he hit. a part of getting them in the movie? He was the reason they're in the movie. Yeah, so, okay. He freaked out when they were on, state, on set. Like, oh my God, it's you, Cannibal Corpse. What song are you going to play? And they're starting naming songs. <laughs> so I guess there was maybe a little more, I wouldn't say, but maybe like a tenderness, kind of more like 
that I thought that, okay, Jim Carrey likes them. Maybe I can, maybe there's more to this. So yeah. I think that I'm, I've maybe tried to see a little more. And uh, honestly, I disagree with the last thing that you said uh, when I, when you had answered me because I do see the groovier things okay. in this, but I don't have anything to necessarily compare it to. That's the thing. Later, they definitely... They still have groove riffs, but later, they definitely hammer towards more of the... and get in your face. They hammer smash face. Pretty much, except that's the album before this, so... <laughs> that's fine. I expected that there was going to be something coming back at me for trying. Um, the Ace Ventura thing, I mean, you brought it up. I was going to bring it up. That is the first memory I have of thinking... Whatever that is, I think is fucking cool. Really? It's like the first memory I have of seeing people mosh and headbang and seeing a band on stage of all dudes just fucking whipping their hair and being like, I think I like that. What is that? And I didn't know who it was for years. Okay. For years. I didn't know when that kicked in. In fact, it happened like this. I got into Cannibal Corpse then watched Ace Ventura, and I went, holy fuck, that's Cannibal Corpse. That's Hammer Smash Face. <laughs> so, because it was the song that you recognized? Yeah, well, and the guys. And I think there's a little banner in the background that you can see that says Cannibal Corpse. Can, Maybe. Can most people see that says Cannibal Corpse, or can people who are used to reading metal band names <laughs> able to Cannibal, read that it's Cannibal that's Corpse? That's pretty legible. Come on. But is I don't know if it's just for this album cover. Uh, or if that's, that's actually a, the later... Uh, logo. I have to show you the earlier logo. Um, let's move on, my wife. This song is called Fuck with a Knife. <laughs> um, I'd like to talk about the tones. Was it, was it miserable for you tone-wise? I know you complain about like drums sometimes, but this doesn't have that like super that little like that little like bass thing real quick oh yeah alex webster on bass fucking killing it always honestly think that things like that kind of save it for me but yeah like i don't you're right as far as the vocals i'm not into it um and i didn't i don't i believe that i really i didn't like it at all the first time but also i've been going through there's been like a lot of work stress uh, that hasn't been like necessarily carrying outside of work, but during work, and usually when I'm working is the best time for me to listen, but that's not always the best time because my brain isn't always in a very open place. I get it. So, so if you're stressed out and you're hearing this, it might be like, oh, this fucking album. It's the last thing I need right now. But I also <laughs> don't listen to music like this. I don't yeah. listen to this when I'm happy or upset or whatever. And just really no time. <laughs> no. Uh, so for me, this is stressful. So if I'm already kind of stressed out, this is so like upbeat and fast paced and it makes me feel anxiety. It's definitely. There's an I'm sure there's people who aren't like me, but there was a moment in time when I realized like Sam, we're all the same. No, we're not. Um, what I realized that this can be irritating and like agitating because it's like the way it sounds if you're not into this mm-hmm. and it's so weird that if you are into this kind of music it's like therapeutic and it fixes your day and it gets your anger out <laughs> which is why I said specifically based on moods because there's some people 
Yeah, it's awful. That's a horrible vocal tone. Yeah, we're going to talk about but Mr. Chris Barnes There are people who don't listen to stuff like this when they're happy, but they'll listen to this when they're mad and they have aggression that they need to get out, and they'll just, like, yell along with it and, like, whatever people do. Oh, <laughs> um, I, I, didn't, I don't do that, so. No, but there are people who will just listen to heavy music when, like, they have aggression to get out, and I... Oh, when they work out. <laughs> and I just, I don't know why my left nostril always itches when we're doing this podcast. Maybe there's a hair on the microphone thing that just perfectly goes into that left nos trill. Probably. <laughs> it drives me crazy. Anyway, um, it just, ne- it always ramps me up in a negative way, I think. Anxiety wise. So it's always interesting when people, yeah, like. Totally understand. I mean, like, Leah works out to heavy music and you just jam on it when you're, like, having a good time. I listen to this going to sleep (laughs) quite easily and I'm excited to. And will fall asleep like a baby. (laughs) I, I, I react initially in a way that that's like, that's crazy. But then also. I have fallen asleep multiple times when you're playing drums in the house and stuff. Yeah. And I can't decipher necessarily what you're doing and you're practicing metal or drumming to whatever. And I just don't, I said, I've said the word whatever too many times. I need whatever. words. I need to use my words better. Vocabulary. Uh, so I guess I could, uh, I, I can't poo poo that as much. Yeah. So that song was called Fucked with the Knife. It's a classic. It's still in the set to this day. Yes, it is right up there with Freebird. It's classic. It's way better than Freebird. Fuck that. Well, we're talking classics, though. Yeah, it's way better as a classic. We're not talking Girl, You Know It's True. That's not a classic. We're talking Freebird. We're talking Papa Was a Rolling Stone. So far, Fucked with the Knife beats both songs. (laughs) <laughs> because there's a knife? No, because it's a better song. <laughs> but anyway, that's a very... Uh, I'd rather suck on a chili dog outside of Tasty Freeze. <laughs> the him. No, just the act. Not but, the song. But uh, Not he, the melon camp. He always dedicates that just to the... Just the dog. He dedicates that song to the ladies in the house nowadays. In what house? Like in the, the House of Representatives? At the, yes, the House of Representatives. <laughs> at the shows, man. He goes, this one goes out to all the women tonight. Why can't it go? Fucked with a knife. Why can't men be fucked with knives? They could. And there might be a song about that, too. This is a song where, like, you could read it as it's like torture. But if you read the lyrics, really, I've always interpreted it as it's sadomasochism. Like, the girl has given herself up to be fucked with a knife because... I don't know, just the way the lyrics read. Like, it's extreme S&M. That doesn't make any fucking sense. Let's move along. I don't like this topic. Totally makes fucking sense, man. What's the next song? <laughs> what What now? This is a... The house comes fucking down when they oh, play this song. Okay. I've seen other bands play this song as a cover because it's such a classic Cannibal Corpse song. It's a regular groove is in the heart. It's a regular... Better than song better than all these songs i'm not comparing them i'm putting them on levels i am Jesus. <laughs> stripped raped and strangled <laughs> this is such a classic fucking guitar riff if you play this in a room of metalheads it goes down moshing this would be a song where i couldn't stop myself easily 
What? 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 You're just looking at me like you want to. I'm just looking at you. <laughs> what the fuck do I have input? You have a lot of input. You had to listen to it. It's all the same to me at this point. No, really? <laughs> you look uh, annoyed. <laughs> uh, just I don't know. I'm I'm not an. It's it's not my annoyance with this as much. It's with you. With me, I'm an angel. Of course, everything I say. This is better. I bet you wouldn't say that about. Hmm. Let me come up with someone real fast. I'm gonna say Bob Seger. This isn't better than anything Bob Seger's ever done. This is better than anything the Beatles have done. <laughs> okay, I was joking. You are crazy. You're absolutely crazy. I, I tell you to ask Lemmy about that, but he's dead, so you can't. But Lemmy loved the Beatles. He did love the Beatles. Do you think Lemmy loved Cannibal Corpse more than no. the Beatles? I don't think Lemmy liked Cannibal Corpse at all. Lemmy liked rock and roll. He didn't like metal. He didn't at all? He always... I mean... Even Johnny Cash liked metal. Did he? I don't know. He did some the man metal-ish covers. <laughs> he was like, I'm going to break my rusty cage and run. <laughs> and run. Uh, yeah, so this song is... It's like, it would be like the last song that they would play. It'd be like the encore song. Now, that tone... It is known in the metal world now that... His name is Chris Barnes, the lead singer of this, this album. There's memes and stuff making fun of his... And he's worse now than he's ever been because he didn't do any of this correctly, so he, like, ravaged his throat. So he sounds like a chainsaw? So now, no, now he sounds like this. It's really bad. And probably when we come back from break, they're going to get a sample of it. Do people come up and scratch under his chin and behind his ears and they say, good job, little fella? No, because uh, he'd, he'd have to be, like, around people and pleasant to be around. Oh, so he's more like a, uh, like a pit bull. I don't know. It's just the way the internet displays him. And he's been displayed as one of those, one of those guys who says like, I'm the king of all death metal. Like, why even try after me? Yeah, you're following suit with that. Do you have that same mentality? I don't have that same mentality. You're like, they're better than everything. Michelle, uh, the singer, the new singer after this album. And I go back and forth between who I like better. George Corpse Grinder Fisher or fucking Chris Barnes, man. Okay. Well, I was told Limp Biscuit is better than everybody. Yeah, by Travis. He likes Taylor Swift. No, uh, not by Travis. Originally by Sheree. By a shirt? <laughs> a black shirt? Mm-hmm. You know, Budweiser can write King of Beers on a can as well, too, right? Yeah, they, they are the king. Oh, who are you? Who did? Who was that? Who did you just hurt right now? I don't know. I got shot. Some guy just ran here and shot me in the belly. You didn't hear it? It just happened again. All right. <laughs> I say do it. Like, shoot me? Yes. You'd have to deal with that. You'd have to take me to the hospital. Okay. First of all, we're pretending. So I don't know why you're suddenly getting serious. <laughs> I, well, I'm still pretending. We're still in this fake scenario where I get shot in the stomach. So I'm still pretending. 
You'd still have to deal with that. I, You'd have to drag my sure. bloody... <laughs> like in Reservoir Dogs gut shot tummy. You don't you don't want to save my life, it looks like. I don't think there's much of a life to be saved. Hey! <laughs> We're playing pretend. I'm <laughs> <laughs> moving on. Next song called Pulverized. Pulverized. This shit's badass. Those riffs, I don't know how they get those like notes to sound so evil. It's like man. It for me it's also badass because it is um bad and it's like a butt. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just trying to play off your words. It is very warm. That's why I was uh, talking about how we need to get a silent fan because we're going to have a lot of hot episodes being recorded in the future. Here's how much. Here's how much if I were if it was just solely my podcast, I'd be like, "Guess what, everyone? You're going to hear a fan." <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Listener, don't listen. This is a fan podcast now. <laughs> Two fans, one for each of us. Shit, I'm getting stuck on something. It's more than what I have from the podcast. What do you mean? Two fans? Yeah. <laughs> Travis and... <laughs> Travis is my fan. Oh, I thought you meant the fan of the entire podcast. No, I meant of me <laughs> on the podcast. Everybody's here for you. They like your attitude. They're like, yeah, I agree. This is better than the Beatles. You know who else thinks things are better than the Beatles? Joe Diffie, and he's dead. Joe Diffie and I used to talk about that all the time, about how we like Cannibal Corpse more than the Beatles. I mean, that is a true statement that I just said. I'm not fucking around. I like Cannibal Corpse more than I like the Beatles. I I believe you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just getting that straight. But, like, I understand musically you, you can argue that the Beatles wrote better songs. But, like, I'm going to listen to Cannibal Corpse way more than I listen to Beatles. Like, that fucking riff rules. It's got some groove. This is, like, the first album that they tried to, like, write some, like, hooks into the songs. They weren't just, like, blast beating and talking about eating babies. <laughs> so, are, are they just just writing, again, just as ridiculous as they can? Nowadays? It's, it's just for, like, fun's sake? Um, it's about being ridiculous and just like doing what they think is funny. No, the way I've always seen Cannibal Corpse is they're writing horror music. Just like horror movies exist, they are writing horror music. So it's but like. Are, so are they telling stories? Yeah, yeah. They're not condoning any of this. None of them have killed anybody. Well, they don't you're want saying this. this. I have no idea what's being said. So whatever is being said, oh, whatever murder, story death. is being told, kill, I. Don't hear. <laughs> I, I don't know what's going on I mean, at all. To me, it sounds like noise more than not noise, but like vocally, because I can't like like I, I can't decipher and. <laughs> uh, a death metal voice is definitely something you gotta like get an ear for, and you start uh, picking up uh, words in there. But this is also the kind of band where I would read the lyrics. You know, I try and figure it out. Because, like, oh, I like that rhythm. I don't know what the fuck he's saying. Because I know he's not saying, this cheeseburger tastes good. <laughs> he should, though. 
It's surprising he doesn't because he was a huge pothead and still is a huge pothead. But does he like cheeseburgers? You couldn't like uh, all, you might couldn't like a, pots and not like uh, might be a vegan. It might be a vegan. Might be I a vegan. Like, and I, I know just, he did a. I just looked at the fucking camera like it mattered. <laughs> and I know he did a, a commercial for a car dealership. <laughs> it's really funny. He's like, "Hey, I'm Chris Barnes from Cannibal Corpse. I just bought this car." <laughs> With vegan leather Sorry. interior. Did I say from Cannibal Corpse? From six feet under. From six feet under. He would not say I'm Chris Barnes I like from Cannibal show. Corpse now. I like that band. At least the first album. I like that uh, this is a, location as well. <laughs> this is Chris Barnes' last album. So the album before this. So there's a new guitar player on this album. And then this is the singer's last album. So they're kicking people out. At this point, they kicked the last guitar player out who started the band with him. His name was Bob Russe. They kicked him out because he wasn't able to like keep up with the songs they were writing. So in the studio, the other guitar player basically had to play all the other rhythm tracks on the other side for the last album. Are they so, still making music? Like today? The guy they kicked out? The band. Cannibal Corpse? Is Cannibal Corpse still making music? Oh, fuck yeah. They put out an album almost every two or three years. Are there any remaining original members? Yes, there's two remaining original members. So who's on this album is Paul Mazurkowitz. That's a good last name. Yeah, it's very fun to say. Paul Mazurkowitz on drums. He's an original member. He's been in it since day one. All right, so uh, far, he's my Alex, favorite last Alex name. Alex Webster, the bass player. Phenomenal fucking bass player. Whether... You like his music or not? When you watch him play, he's he's a fucking amazing bass I've player. I've enjoyed his little uh, his little tastes. Yeah, you did bring it up earlier in the middle of that thing. So he's still in the band, but that's the only original members now. Rob Barrett, who came in to play guitar on this, he left the band a couple albums after this, but he came back and he's in the band again. And then, kind of recently, a guy named Pat O'Brien, who's the guitar player, got in trouble for like. He broke into someone's house, and he was screaming that the rapture was coming, and I think he was all fucked up on meth, probably, and then when they were arresting him, they found out his house was on fire a couple blocks down the road, and then when they put the fire out and they went through his home, they found, like, human skulls and uh, a lot of guns and a lot of ammunition, some shit he wasn't supposed to have, like flamethrowers and stuff. So is he free right now? He's free right now because he was just having a mentally... He wasn't mentally stable. There's court in a footage state of, of psychosis. Something. There was a court footage of him in like an anti-suicide vest. So you're just like, oh, there's Pat O'Brien. This is also the guy that watched me. Hi, play. I'm Pat O'Brien. <laughs> he watched me play guitar poorly in Fenrir, and he went to go see Adam play uh, drums not too long ago. Well, the Cajon, however he plays for this country band. And so Pat O'Brien is like putting around this area. So it was like Mazurkowitz or something. What was that first last name? Paul Mazurkowitz. Mazurkowitz, I remembered it. That's that's the, that's the drummer. best last name in the band. So, but then on this album, there's no Pat O'Brien on this album. It's I'm Pat Jack- O'Brien. I'm goodbye. <laughs> I'm Pat O'Brien. <laughs> goodbye. Uh, Jack Owen is playing guitar on this. It's all original members except for the guy they kicked out, Bob Russe, who now is a golf instructor. Went from headbanging on the stage to teaching people how to correct their slice. To hip-banging on the... Fucking golf. Uh, uh, what do you call it? The course. That's the that's the word. <laughs> the course. Not the field. The course. The f- chorus. All right. We're going to do one more, and then we're going to take a break. This song is called Return to Flourish. Return to Flourish? Oh. 
Flash. This fucking riff is so good. Dun, dun, dun. It's so heavy sounding. And then when it comes in here with these... It sounds evil. They just know how to choose notes that you're like, that is fucking brutal. And Cannibal Corpse just has this sound that is specifically them. I don't know how they do it, but I like it. I like it a lot. But you can tell on this album that, like, Chris Barnes is getting a little slow. He's not really good at keeping up with time. What year did this come out? 1994. Oh, well, I'll <laughs> Imagine be. Imagine that. Well, I'll be. But yeah, 1994, yeah. and then they go on tour for this. They go to record their next album, which at the time was going to be called Created to Kill. But in those sessions, they're like, Chris, you're not doing it good enough. And they go to fire Chris Barnes, and Chris Barnes on the phone goes, ah, that's cool with me. I was going to quit anyway. Wow. So it was just kind of like over real easy peasy. And then the manager calls Cannibal Corpse from Metal Blade Records to be like, Hey guys, uh, how's the new outcome? And they're like, "Well, we just got rid of Chris." And he's like, "What the fuck? You just got rid of like the the face of the band because he did all the interviews. He's a really good frontman back in the day. He always had his like hair in his face, and he would just have this like. It sounded good back in the day, but as he goes on, it just doesn't work out. It just doesn't work out. That riff is so fucking good. <laughs> I was going to give a, a Wayne. Oh, there he goes again. Wayne likes to hang out when we record the podcast, and he is currently using a pile of wires as a pillow. That's right. And it's very cute. And the wires and plug into the wall, too. looking. <laughs> Electrocuted cat. Electrocuted cat. Electrocuted cat. So, like, yeah. Um, I'm playing, and you cut me off. I'm trying to play your game. What game? Metal. It's not a fucking game to me. <laughs> it's a way of life. <laughs> well, that's my input. I forgot what I was going to say. Who cares? We're on a fucking podcast. We have to I pretend was, that anyone cares. I was kidding. <laughs> Jesus. I'm kidding, too. When I yell, it's play. Your face is red for real. My face is red because I am sweating from every pore. Mostly my, what'd you say? Chode earlier? No, it showed. I don't have a short, fat dick. <laughs> so I don't have a chode. I've got a taint, a sweaty, sweaty taint. I always thought a chode was a taint, and that's apparently not the truth. Apparently it's changed at some point. I don't know when it changed. Lots of things change definition. The kids, man. You got to go with the kids. Whatever they say, that's the way it is, man. There are a lot of things that are popular that also drop off, though. Yeah, Just but Chode's some... been around for a bit this way. Yeah, I but if the meaning changes, <laughs> she, a short, fat dick, is a female? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> that works for me. I like this old death metal, too, because this is before they used click tracks, and it's before they have like a lot of digital shit going on. So there's little flubs. Not really flubs, but like human... Wave and timing and stuff. Yeah, it's not as painful as something that's much more modern that, like you just mentioned, is recorded with the clip track because it's just too mechanical sounding. It's too it's mechanical sound, and they bump up the, the the kick has got a real click to it on here too. But 
recent and current clicks are all like clack, 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 clack to the max. And they're all balls out the whole time. Literally, they make their triggered drums almost every time. So they just max it out as high as it fucking goes every time. Whereas, like, when you're recording analog, just your drums, if you hit it soft, it's going to sound soft. And they had, like, dynamics and just sounds like a real band jamming together instead of, like, created on a just on like a grid. in pieces and even you can even record in pieces that way but created in pieces like it doesn't feel there there's a fullness in the recording style and the older uh ways that they used to do things versus how uh precise everything is supposed to sound mm-hmm. like it loses that human element it definitely loses that human element and the and you can record to a click and still have a human element because you're just staying in time, but you can still like be a little ahead of the beat or like get back in the pocket. Maybe you're rushed a little bit, and you can still be on the click. But now you fix that. Now you go in and you go. It's not on the grid. We better move that kick to the left a little bit. Yeah, then, it's too precise. And then it's just like, what's 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 the point at that point? Don't understand. Get it on the point. That's the point. Get it on the point. I see your point. Oh, is my fly down? Ha 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 ha. That's a a joke from an Englishman. Why is there a fly on the floor? No, he says, I see your point. And then he goes, oh, was my fly down. Get it? I do. Like a penis? I thought it was specifically a penis. Not like a penis. <laughs> like a short fat Like a t- penis. <laughs> hey! <laughs> Pointing for the very first time. Right. You want to go on break, my love? I sure do. All right, we're going to go out on the song... That is featured in Ace Ventura Pet Detective Hammer Smash Face from the album Tomb of the Mutilated. Look at his voice. Fuck. Listen to his voice. I mean, look at it. Look at his voice. Yeah, it's badass. We'll be back. <laughs> is that the red or the white? Excuse me, it's Rick here. Get ready, everybody. It's a brand new unveiling of a game we just made up. Now, this could go well, or this could go to hell. Did you like that little alliteration there? Uh, as, as someone whose name rhymes with hell, and that's the default a lot of times. You hated it. I didn't hate it, but it wasn't <laughs> my favorite. But that's fine, because this is not really very pre-planned. This, no. is, this is a very quick put together sort of thing so and this game is called who are you doing (laughs) (laughs) all right the basic idea of this game is we're going to make a small like one word sound of it's an impression not like that of a known musical artist yes so for the example and it's not going to be used correct like bob dylan would be like yeah right yeah. So, so either a song or a song, I'm sorry, either a sound or a word, but the sound version of it, yeah, not saying say the word. Don't say the word. You're just making a, the, uh, the caveman version of that word. <laughs> yes. We've each chosen three. Uh, we're just going to see how this goes. And the person who guesses correctly gets the point. Points don't matter. It's just for fun. They never matter. None nope. of this ever matters. <laughs> it doesn't. None of this matters. None of you matter. Now let's do this. <laughs> 
That is Who wants to go first? Do you want to go first? I'll go first. I don't care. All right. I just uh, felt a piece of earwax fall out of my ear. That's delicious. (laughs) All right. Here we go. Okay. Lay it on me, mama. Ah. Ah, yeah. Want to be my lover? Is it that lady? No, it's not. Damn it. Who is it? It It's fun. It's Meredith Brooks. It's. I'm a bitch. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you nailed it now that I know what you were doing. All right, so it's my turn. I've gotten no point. <sighs> Let's see. I got to remember which ones I chose. I can't remember which ones I chose. Oh, no. All right, I got one. All right. That's <laughs> why I made a note. Because <laughs> I, I know I forget. I have a terrible memory. I can't think of the... Okay. <laughs> it's close. Oh my God, that's impossible. What is that? We do it again? I'm lost. I'm totally lost. One more chance to kill the pain. Tom Petty. I, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say this was going to be good. <laughs> All right. I, I guess it's your turn. All right. <clears throat> See, this is why the impression giver should get the point. <laughs> All right. Do it again. One more time for me. I'm feeling something. (laughs) (laughs) Is it Eddie Vedder? No. Damn it. It's Darius Rucker (laughs) of Hootie and the Blowfish. And it's from the song Time. Why you punish me? <laughs> I don't know what that song is. Do I know that song? Was it popular? Hey, me by tomorrow and all the pain and sorrow. I've Runner. probably heard it. Uh, I don't believe in time. I don't know. It's a popular. It was a popular song. It was off that I, big I, fucking. I, I believe you, and it's a general Darius Rucker voice. Yeah, it all is. Right. Are you ready for this? I sure am. Okay. King Diamond. Bingo! <laughs> it's a bingo! Oh, man. Okay. I wish I could remember what my third one was. <laughs> well, you have a little bit of time, maybe. All right. <laughs> um, all right. Hoo-hoo. Please do that again. Hoo-hoo. God damn it. This is so much harder than I thought it would be. It is. <laughs> it's fucking hard. <laughs> Please, one more time. I have no clue. I don't even have an answer. Okay. You want me to just give it away? Yeah, I want you to just give it to me. No one else on earth (laughs) could ever hurt me. Break my heart the way you do. (laughs) Bow, bow. 
Why no no John? I I don't know who it is. <laughs> I know that song, but I didn't. Did we do that song when we did the Jets? No, but we talked about it and it was played, I assume, on a break or something. Because you enjoy it so much. I do. You have one more for me in that little noggin? I do. (laughs) Let's see if I pull this off. And that big old brain of yours? Raw! Oh my God. Raw! Maybe not consider the word I'm saying. Raw! Is that your Edwin Star? <laughs> Are you saying wow? Uh, no, I'm not. No, good guess though. It was Chris Cornell. Uh, okay, he's always doing that. <laughs> he, he sure was. He hasn't really done it in a while, but uh, that's true. It'd be wild if he did. No, he took his last hang. So and... did we each get a point? Or you got two? No, I got one. I think you got zero. That's right. Oh, you're right. I got nothing. So you win this this game that went yes. superbly. <laughs> I, I, I win this game that who knows if it'll be played again. I, I still think it was fun, it was even fun. though I think it's it took up some time. Not as, uh, it's not as easy as you think it's going to be. Nope. But everyone, it's Back to the podcast time. Yeah, but uh, hey, that was a fun little uh, <laughs> game of Are You Ready, Sam? Yeah, yeah. All right. Who, Who are you doing? <laughs> Even flow. Oh, sorry. Eve. the darkness. I think something wrong. Something's wrong with his voice. This is. The most recent Six Feet Under album. The most recent Chris Barnes release. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> Welcome back to the podcast. It's... I don't want to be a Chris Barnes hater because I love his Cannibal Corpse stuff and I like some Six Feet Under stuff, but Jesus Christ, he's lost it. He's lost it. I am a Crisp Barnes lover. <laughs> you go to the store and you buy Crisp Barnes? Yes, the crispier the better. <laughs> but I feel bad for the guy at the same time because if it's all he's ever done and all he's ever known and what's how he makes money, what's he supposed to do? At least he's trying, I guess. Maybe he should look up uh, silent fans on Amazon for uh, <laughs> sitting in hot rooms and recording podcasts. What would he episodes. find if he looked up s- silent fans on Amazon? <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. Oh, we'll I thought, thought thought we were prepped on that. One. No, I just uh, I'm just moving in that direction while you get back into this album reveal. Well, I wanted to do something real quick while we're uh, talking about the quality of Chris Barnes' voice. Quality. So um, I figured it might be helpful to listen to George Corpse Grinder Fisher's current voice, the singer of Cannibal Corpse now, who's done more albums and has been in the band longer than Chris Barnes at this point. So this is a song called, let's see, Inhumane Harvest. So far, his voice sounds fantastic. 
Yeah, it's probably come in by now, but you're just gonna get death now for it. Definitely way stronger than the last guy. Like, miles above it. Yeah, that's why I find myself a much bigger George Corpse Grinder Fisher fan than fucking Chris Barnes, because he sounds fucking amazing to me. But do you like the songs, like, with the original singer more? But you um, like this guy's style and voice more? I'm about split 50-50 on that because there's Cannibal Corpse after this with his voice that I fucking love. Uh, the three other albums that were the choice were his albums. Only one Chris Barnes album was the choice in the four that I gave you. So if that tells you something, I listen to way more George Fisher Cannibal Corpse now than Chris Barnes Cannibal George Corpse. George Fisher Cannibal Corpse. Yeah, his name is George <laughs> Fisher, but we call him Corpse Grinder. Oh, God. <laughs> and he loves shopping at Target. But like you said the other day, who doesn't? I don't even remember shopping at Target. We don't have a Target nearby. We'd have to travel like an hour, 45 minutes to an hour away. So, and I don't even travel at Walmart. I, I travel, travel at Walmart. Walmart. Jesus fucking Christ. I was <laughs> rubbing my eye and apparently forgot to think. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on with this album, my love. Next song called The Pickaxe Murders. Yeah! Um, I was going to talk about the drum tones. I know it's not your thing, but like... This, this isn't horrible. Well, and I think it the helps. The worst parts for me are the vocals, usually, yeah. in music like well, this. you complain about the drums in the past. That's why I'm talking about and Yeah, but this isn't quite there. No, it's not. That tone isn't so bad. And that's why I like it. His snare drum has like this full, like I can hear the snares in it. It's not just like this ping, ping, which a lot of guys end up getting in death metal because they tighten their heads so fucking hard so they can Has like more of a bounce to it. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So it gets more of a bounce. That's why a lot of guys end up triggering their snare because it doesn't have a good tone, but they can play it fast. So we'll just trigger it so you can get that fucking actual snare tone. But I just the word trigger run rubs me the wrong way these days. <laughs> it's, it's become such a negative word. Yeah, it is. I, yeah, the, it's not the first, the first thing I think of is like drum triggers. When you say trigger, like I, I'm so far removed from that like trigger warning shit that I don't even think about that. I'm triggered. Well, you need to worry about dealing with that. But everyone needs to. Make sure to coddle me so I don't feel uncomfortable. I'm not going to say anything because there's going to be some point where I'm going to complain about something and then somebody can throw that back on me. Oh, it goes both ways. There are there are ways that it can work either way. I agree. Ways, baby. So, from this point on in the album, I like it, but I do think quality of songs goes down. Quality in what way? Quality and it just feels less hooky. Less oh fucking Alex Webster killing it. Yeah, this part has stood out to me on listens. It's it's fucking good. Because it's it's a full nice sound that just doesn't feel so overproduced, which yeah. I think a lot of metal currently sounds very oh. overproduced. And not and too clean and crisp. And that's like 
That's clean, but not... You know what I'm talking it's about. It's naturally clean. I don't have the even, words. Even the new Cannibal Corpse I played for you sounds more on a grid. I'm good. I'm I already did. Kidding. I already played it for you. The new Cannibal... The George Fisher oh, Cannibal Corpse. I thought you said you were going to play it for no, me. No. The new stuff when I played George Fisher, that sounds even more on a grid How than this How new does. is that song right, that you I'm played? I played for you, 2021. Very new. How and old is the guy? George Corpse Grinder Fisher? No, the one who was not this guy. Yeah, George Corpse. This is not George Corpse Grinder Fisher. This I is Chris keep. Barnes. Oh, that's right. Okay, that's right. George Corpse Grinder. I'm oh. going to let this play because I'm not going to make it. Oh, to... thick neck. Yeah, well, thick neck. Uh, this is a song called She Was Asking For It. <laughs> Maybe he handed her something from a high shelf because she couldn't reach it and yeah. she was asking for Maybe it. So. I like that interpretation. I assume that's not close to the lyrics. <laughs> I don't even know what the lyrics are on this song. Maybe it's not she was one of my like, favorites. Honey, can you go to the store and get me something? And he was like, he's out and about. And it's like, you see an accident. And it's like, what were you doing? And I was like, I had to go get this. My wife, she was asking for it. That's exactly what it's about. Did you read the lyrics? I think you read the lyrics. Not a one. <laughs> George Corcoraner Fisher is 52 years old. And he's still able to sound like that? Fuck yeah. Because he does it correctly. Uh, correctly. He does it without hurting himself. Now, do you know him by visual? You said old dick neck? Yeah, because you've shown him to okay. me before. I mean, look at that fucking thing. <laughs> it's quite a thick neck. Yeah, he looks like a chode. <laughs> now I'll show you what Chris Barnes looks like. And you're going to be like, oh, that makes sense. You don't know what I'm going to say. There he is complaining about one of the Kardashians. That's the guy you're hearing right now. He kind of looks he looks similar to, like, Head from Corn. He does look like Head there. He even looks like Head there, too. Yeah, he does. This is With those nasty ears and that stinky hair. Oh, he's had dreads for a while now, and they're long and gross. I mean, look at those fucking things hanging off of his head. Long. Yeah, he's had them forever. And they look annoying. When he was in Cannibal Corpse, he didn't look like that. I mean, his face obviously looked like that, but he just his had hair? regular long hair. He like he gave off this vibe. If you watch old Cannibal Corpse videos, he gave off this vibe that he was just like a cool dude. But like you hear that he's not. But then some people say he's like the nicest guy ever. So it's hard to tell in this world of. What's the media portraying to me? What's the internet portraying to me? I don't even know if it's that, because I think that there are people who could describe... There are some people who would describe me as being really nice, and there are some people who would describe <laughs> me as being a total fucking bitch. <laughs> so, I think both could be true. I agree. I agree. Just from different perspectives. Uh, I could think of a few people that think I'm a dick, too. Now that I think about it. That's Chris Barnes back in the day in Cannibal Corpse. Look he, in the roll. He loves looks like marijuana. He, he looks like he smells better. But he looks yeah. really stoned. Yeah. Always was. It's like his thing. Like on Six Feet Under albums and stuff, they start to put like okay, bodies so on I remember that I enjoyed this kind of like how it slowed down here and broke down. But and I, I've looked at the name and I was like, oh, it's the song she was asking for it. Oh, the song title won't let you enjoy? 
No, but there's just a juxtaposition that I would like to explain. That's all. That I, <laughs> that I enjoy the breakdown a bit. And uh, it caught my eye. With the, and then when I would look at the song, I'd just be like, oh. <laughs> but, I mean, she, she was asking for it. Doesn't mean rape. Necessarily, it probably does. It literally follows pickaxe murders, so he just killed her with the pickaxe and says, Hey, she was asking for it. She was asking for it. Let me see if there's any mention of rape in this song. I don't see one, but we can all choose to see things and choose to not see things. Yeah, but I don't see anything about like he'll, he'll say it if that's in the song. I mean, if you, if you title a song Stripped, Raped, and Strangled, I'm sure you'll say it in the middle of a song as well. <sighs> I feel triggered. <laughs> These guys have been banned in countries because of their uh, lyrics and song titles. Ban this band! And the way they record is they literally write all the song titles on the snare drum and record them in order. And they just sit around and like come up with song titles and go, <laughs> Ban this disbanding band. Germany, they weren't. I don't know if they're allowed there now. I know they weren't allowed to have their albums and shit. Germany is known for being very peaceful um, throughout history, so it makes sense that they would have a problem with something, you know, like words. I can get it too if people. I think sometimes people forget that just because an artist says or talks about something in a song, that they are condoning it. I think. People forget that sometimes. So, like, when people aren't in this world and they see all this shit, they're like, oh, you enjoy that and you want people to do this. And it's like, no, it's the same reason I watch horror movies. I just want to talk about horrifying shit. I don't know if it's condoning or enjoying. I think that most people just don't even want to approach things that are terrible. So, people who just kind of revel in... um, uh, and just different terrible things that could and can happen just isn't a place that a lot of people like to hang out mentally. I get that. Well, why you got to ban it? <laughs> well, they're disbanding anyway. Why ban this band? This disbanding Don't ban band. this band. I love this band. Why are we banning this disbanding as, band? As I gave you this album, I found a leak of a new image that there's probably a new album coming out. Uh, and I'm very excited because it's another new guitarist. It's another new guitarist. This is the AOL. fourth guitar player in Canada. It's another now. new Fifth? guitarist, AOL. Somebody had to replace Pat. It's, an- Pat, it's Pat. This guy, Eric Rutan, that's the current guitar player I am now. Pat O'Brien. The guy that replaced Goodbye. Pat O'Brien. He was in uh, Morbid Angel as well. So this guy is in two of my favorite, or was in two of my favorite death metal bands. Do you like him? Eric Rutan's a fucking beast. He's also recorded a fuck ton of death metal bands. And he was in Hate Eternal. And uh, yeah. Eric Rutan. <laughs> <laughs> Rutan for life. <laughs> I did a I did a certain hand gesture that might make sense if you could see it. Oh, Wu Tang Clan. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I was gonna out. let it be a little mystery, but you broke through the mistake. I What's did. next? Is What's it? Next? Is next? I come in the hair of my grandmother. That's not brutal enough. But it is again. annoying. Okay. Come up with a cannibal corpse name right now. Um. Let's see. Um, slashed in the eye with 
a mallet. <laughs> Jesus Christ. How did you know that's on the Gallery of Suicide album? Because I know my metal. <laughs> Let's move on. This is the title song, The Bleeding. Pretty sure it's about periods. I was going to say another little song about women. I don't know what the song's actually about. Making people bleed from pickaxe murders. Well, so far, someone's being murdered. Imagine that. Mm, that's usually how blood happens. Or, you know, like a paper cut. Those are the two biggest things that cause blood. Something about zombies. They like zombies a lot, too. Horror. It's all about horror. Are zombies your favorite out of the uh, horror movie? I don't know what you would call them. Villains? Not specific characters, but things that they could be, like a, a vampire or a... Um, uh, I get what you're saying. Of the monster world. Zombies are real good. They real good. They're real good. And, I mean, my favorite movie is a zombie movie. Was it zombie? No, my favorite movie is Dawn of the Dead. Oh, that's right. It's on your arm. I don't um, fucking know. What's my favorite movie? I don't know. I honestly don't know. I've always referenced it as being my favorite movie, even though I haven't seen it in years. Are you going to say it? I'm going to be like, fuck that one. You see this? It means not welcome. Oh, American History X? Really? Mm-hmm. You know the guy that wrote that? Like, powerful movie. Disavowed that movie. <laughs> I'm aware, but it's still a very powerful movie. There. It's powerful. I'm not saying that it's like it sucks. I'm just saying like... I know there were issues. <laughs> that guy, but he did that because I think... Uh, he didn't want Ed Norton stepping on his toes either. I know Ed Norton wanted to get involved. Oh, really? He likes to get involved and have give us opinions on things that he's doing. You can't really blame him. I get it. But but sometimes I think he may even try to like rewrite things uh, and it upsets people. Well, if he wasn't hired for that, then he needs to shut the fuck up. <laughs> but if he was hired under the impression that that might happen, then he has an opinion. But you also hire someone because you like their take. That's true. I know there's a lot of actors like I think Morgan Freeman. He's like yes. you can tell me what does he say to a director? Like, You can tell me where to stand, but you don't tell me how to talk. <laughs> well, Something no, like that. He's never <laughs> changed how he talks. <laughs> yeah. So, so do you is, like this that tone? What do you think about it? Because you've been mocking oh, it most of the no, time. No, that's horrible. I think he started off better, and then he's trying to have a high voice that he doesn't have. He just can't. But he so did much, it better previously. But, I think but so. But you can hear the damage I can being hear, done. I can hear the damage being done, and I can hear the kind of laziness setting in here. Whereas, like, if you listen to, like, Eaten Back to Life, the first album. I won't. He's got like this get up and go to it. Whereas this, it seems like he's very like, I'm behind the beat. Now, I love his low voice on this still. <laughs> I'm behind the beat. Well, you heard him earlier. Isn't this a pretty good impression of him earlier? Oh, the, the newer stuff? Yeah, yeah that was yeah, rough. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I love his low voice on this album. Yeah, he's a low rider. And, like, if you watch him live, he's just got his hair in his face, and you just hear this death growl. But I do think it sucks when he goes... Yeah, overall, for me, I'm not a fan of the vocals. And I think that it's it's the really grating stuff that he'll do. Those tones are so bad. It's, yeah, it's kind of like, I need to pull away That's, from this. 
I don't mind it when he goes, and he's getting into there, but when he's like, and you can feel yeah. it like in the back of his nose. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I mean, I, I'm not a fan of like, oh no, I, yeah. but I do prefer it very much over when ask, he does that. Do you hear a quality difference in there? Like it seems fuller when he's low, not just because it's low, but like. Yes, but is he doing that correctly? Is that, is the way he's doing that part of what also hurt his voice? Or is it that shit right there of him straining and stretching his vocal cords in a way that's. Probably not great. Well, not really knowing the guy, I don't have an f- official answer, but I would say he wasn't doing the low stuff correctly either. And the high stuff was probably hurting, so he did it some weird way to you do lost it, to your make crisp it sound like that. Barnes. But most importantly, a lot of those guys that were in that time didn't take care of themselves physically. And I don't mean like with eating, but like they smoked constantly. He didn't smoke cigarettes, but he smokes a lot of weed, and I smoke a lot of weed, and I notice uh, like I've harshness my on voice my throat changing. Yeah, um, and sleep and stuff. Like if you're touring and you're not like nowadays, if you're a metal vocalist and you tour, they tell you sleep. Like you sleep, party, 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 and then that's why all those guys who did that voice is fucking gone. So now, and you've told me, like, Mariah, did she say something like, I didn't get enough sleep. I'm not singing. Mm-hmm. Something like that. It's it important. It was the carpool karaoke that she did with uh, oh, James Corden. Corden. Yeah, and she was. he was like, let's get ready to do this. And she said, I didn't get enough sleep. I'm not singing today. Yeah. Now, the shitty part about this new way of screaming and figuring out how to do lows and stuff without hurting yourself is everyone's kind of starting to sound the same. Mm-hmm. And... Sometimes hearing that pain, not pain in his thick, but like hearing it done incorrectly adds to the brutalness of like I've heard people argue the Chris Barnes side that Chris Barnes Cannibal Corpse is better because it sounds like like a corpse doing it. It doesn't sound like whereas George Fisher sounds like technical and correct and like there. Well, imagine in a the way that I'm going to, I guess, try to find some sort of comparison in, in, in this is outside of the metal world. Uh, Janis Joplin died when she was 27. Imagine if she didn't die. Oh. And what her voice would have sounded like at like 42. There's a chance it could have been wrecked. Wrecked. Uh, although I will say this, especially with her habits, if she would have kept drinking and smoking like mm-hmm. she did. But I will say this. When she gets those whales, it sounds like a correct person. It sounds like a correct scream. Well, yeah. I wonder how much is put on and how yeah. much of it is just a nat- natural yeah. rasp. She might have had more <clears throat> rasp and ended up like, she I walk away and I stumble. <laughs> no, I try to hide it. It's clear. My world crumbles when you are not here. So would you say that some of his vocal changes may have sounded like they were uh, put in place from being force-fed broken glass? I do think that... Here we go! (laughs) Um, This is pretty heavy sounding to me. Yeah. (laughs) But you said that you don't... You, it kind of falls off for you. I just think it loses its hooks. What made this album special is it's like the first time that they were like, let's purposely write hooks into these songs to make you like, 
Hooks and metal is what makes me mosh. Like, I can mosh to straight up blast beats and shit, but all my favorite Dying Fetus, all my favorite Morbid Angel, all my favorite Deicide. And they're like breakdowns and hooks. stuff. I don't want to call them breakdowns because breakdowns nowadays in metals when somebody goes. Dun, 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 dun. But yes, the for all intents and purposes, yes. The evolution of Words? the definitions. <laughs> yeah. Chodes and breakdowns. <laughs> Breakdown? Um, I don't remember what I was talking about. Uh, have you ever been force-fed broken glass? No, I haven't. Have you ever felt like you were walking on broken glass? I've heard that song, and I've had a good time listening. Really? That's your take? I don't know what style that song is. Feel just like I'm walking on broken. <laughs> walking on, walking on broken glass. With Hugh Laurie in the video. Yeah, I stand by what I said. Save me from the wreckage. <laughs> Save me from the Oh, that's me touching your leg. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's this music. It's getting me all getting you there. Turned up, as <laughs> the children say. Fuck me with a knife. <laughs> Blunt force castrate me. I don't like any of these things. I don't the like most this part. I think it's cheesy and stupid. Someone being choked to death. I never pretend that someone's On being glass. Choked. I don't like it. I can't. But I do love this. But you like the idea of fucking someone with a knife? Even though force feeding them glass is a similar outcome. I'm not just talking a about. Different hole. I'm not talking about what the title is. If in fucked with a knife, you heard him going like. Like the sound of a knife going in and me like, I'd have been like, this part's stupid. <laughs> I think a lot of skit things on albums aren't that great. A lot of uh, spoken oh. word isn't great. Only Tenacious D gets away with it. Yeah. And Only comedians get away with it. That's one thing that's not great about um, like hip hop albums. And that's what makes them so long is that they'll put all these skits. And it's not that they're not funny. Maybe or not, but I mean, it's just kind of excessive. But then again, we on the very first episode did Crazy Sex Pool by TLC, and there is that classic P. Diddy uh, like phone sex thing that they do. And she's like, Can you hand me some toilet paper so I can wipe my ass? So, I mean, that was hilarious to me as a kid. <laughs> I remember the ICP skit when you talked about chili being so goddamn hot. I remember laughing at that. I think Clem wants to be on the podcast. I think she does, too. Her face is right up by the microphone. Hi, Clem. Hi, Clem. Um, I will say earlier... Oh, my God. She's on top of you. Clem is now, like, assaulting my wife. Don't force feed broken glass to my wife! She wants love. She's going to rip that headphone out. She's licking me because... She tastes like salt. She wants a sneaky snack. She's also going to rip that headphone out of it. She's already pulled them out of my ears. <laughs> okay. No, when it gets around a time that she wants to be fed, so like uh, around dinner time and then around snack time, she she'll start licking me. To, I think I feel like that's her way to Your be like, put something in my mouth. Or I'm <laughs> going to put you in my mouth. <laughs> You bitch. 
And now you just Jeez. smell like... You know, that's what she was saying to me. She's uh, she's very excitable about food, and you know this. And now I smell like her food. breath on my neck. So yeah. if you want a neck later, let me know. <laughs> What's neck later? Well, neck, we'll hold hands. We'll go park on a cliff and and neck even more. Even more. All right, we're going to have one more song, but before we do this... We're gonna we're gonna neck we're gonna <laughs> naked neck naked naked. I'm so sweaty. The thought of my sweaty body touching your sweaty body right now is just clammy, and and uh. Well, well I smell like a moist dog mouth. And I smell like a moist Sam, <laughs> which is worse than a mo- moist dog mouth. It sure is. Let's put them together <laughs> and make a sad, 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 sad time. Sad time. I just want to illustrate uh, an ex- a, a difference between George Fisher and Chris Barnes again before we go into the last song. Okay, if you insist. I do. You're really trying to get this point across. I know. So you remember the... Mm-hmm. That's because we're talking about highs here. This is a specific high. He does that. He's never had good highs. This is George Fisher's first album with Cannibal Corpse. Um, he opens up with a high scream that I think is magnificent. Here you go. Come on, thick neck. You get, yeah. You get thick necks like that from headbanging, right? I think, and just being a fucking thick neck guy. But yeah, he goes headbang crazy. Okay, uh, that's a lot of power. He's got a strong voice. He does have a really strong voice. He's a guy that I would love. He's got love. a strong neck to push that uh, sound out. I would love to have that tone. That He's just got such a good fucking tone to his voice. You gotta get a thicker neck. And... <laughs> I stopped headbanging, really. It hurts. It does hurt, <laughs> but you got to do what you got to do to get that voice. Fuck! It's getting dark in here. I like it. I got to like the Broncos and play World of Warcraft. Oh, none of these things make sense to me. We have one more song. Let's do this. cuts for Cannibal Corpse fans. Right in the By throat. the way, it's Cannibal Corpse fans are rabid. They might have listened to this. They're coming for you. Why are you speaking in the past? This hasn't come out yet. They might have listened to this. Because why wouldn't I talk Let's like that? Let's do time warp again. You love that song, too. I like the beginning of that song. Where's Riff Raff? I don't remember. He's the guy that's like, time oh, I know is who he is. Fleeting. It's, uh, uh, trust me, I'm very familiar with the Riff Raff thing. The, there's the specific fight or argument thing that happened between, um, oh, what's his name? I'm the, I was the governor. Uh, <laughs> Are you trying to do Jesse Ventura? <laughs> yes. Jesse Hello, Ventura. I'm the governor. Versus Jim Norton. And when they had that whole thing and then he like, he Jim like, oh, yeah, aggressively he said like, haircut. <laughs> <laughs> and then his comeback to, yeah, Jesse Ventura was, he said some of those riffraff haircuts. Jim Norton. So I will always know who the fuck riffraff is. Thank you for your service, Jim Norton. He did say that too. <laughs> I'm going to go back to my compound now, and I'm going to look at pictures of Vince McMahon. You should definitely, if you want to watch something funny and awkward, uh, you should look up Jesse Ventura versus Jim Norton on Opie and Anthony. Videos of me duking it out with Jim motherfucking Bald Norton. With Tom, Tom, Tom Likas. (laughs) All right, let's move on. The last song, Michelle is 
raising the hand. I'm ready to get this over with. I feel like this is being so much more drawn out than what I did in the beginning of this episode. Yeah, and this episode's short, so it's fine. This album is way shorter. Yeah. So let's get through this. All right, here we go. Song's called An Experiment in Homicide. I'm going to tell you what, it's going to be about death. It's going to have blast beats. It's going to have a guy going, it's going to have distorted guitars. Here we go. Check your tone. I did. That was some sincere oh. monotone bullshit. That's your fucking opinion. Remember, people love me. They do. Are you just jealous? <laughs> do you know how to speak with different tones in your voice? That was very monotone and hard to listen to. I think if you listen back to it, you'd find a lot of tonal differences. Just like I hear a lot of tonal differences in Chris Barnes' voice. Ah, I'm Chris Barnes. Ah. Is there another example between their voices coming up soon after no. this as well? Nope. Are you sure you don't want to make I, sure I mean, any I the difference? Techni- I technically could play the I'm song sure Devoured won't. by Vermin, which Chris Barnes recorded before he left or was kicked out of the band, and then George Fisher came in and re-recorded. But I'm not going to do that, because I think we got the idea that George Corpse Rider Fisher's a battle vocalist. You know what I mean, Vernon? Vern? But I don't want to disrespect Chris Barnes at the same time because he, I'll do it. He is early Cannibal Corpse. He was awesome on these fucking albums. He is awesome. Oh, now he is not. <laughs> but now he's just kind of lost it, and he can kind of be a dick on interviews. Then that's that's why he doesn't have the saving grace. And recently, Cannibal Corpse went back out on tour, and there's this video of the show where the whole crowd is chanting. Fuck Chris Barnes! Fuck Chris Barnes! And George Fisher gets on the mic and he goes, I'm not saying anything. <laughs> Does he feel that way? Is that Was that the intent? He doesn't like him. He doesn't like him. We he, got... Is there bad blood? Like, Kent Goldsmith also doesn't like him. Adam Cutter also doesn't like him. Uh, he got him to sign... He wanted the band to sign his album, The Bleeding, and George Fisher's not on this, so George Fisher... Blacked out Chris Barnes' face. You told me about this. And wrote his name. It's like, come on, dude. That's kind of petty. Yeah, it is. And without him. Kyle Petty. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to get that in every episode from now on. Please, please do. Uh, I think that's shitty because it's like without Chris Barnes. Like, he gave you this. Like, this position exists because of Chris Barnes. He made Cannibal Corpse what it was. Not like it wasn't all a group effort, but like... There's, you, you know, there's a backbone behind yeah. most things. Ah, what a were, nice th- note to end the <laughs> album on. Ah. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It'd be neat to hear uh, them re-record all these songs with George Fisher on. George Fisher. <laughs> Such a brutal name, isn't it? It's. I, I understand why Corpse Grinder had to be used. <laughs> he was actually in a band called Corpse Grinder. It was like his first band, and then he moved on. His and first Corpse Grinder band. is actually from a death song. Not death that we reviewed on this podcast. <laughs> Not that one. Sound of Perseverance, death. <laughs> Where do we go from here? <laughs> All right. Well, uh, it's that time, that very, very time where uh, we're done with the album. Listening to it wise, we are ready for some good old fashioned questions. Here we go. 
Sam, why did you choose this? I chose Candle Corpse in general because I haven't done death metal in a while, and I've been listening to Candle Corpse a fuck ton. Uh, and then I chose this because I thought that that number and the position <laughs> just looked the best it to me. It wasn't a number. It was K-I-L-L, kill. Oh, that's and you right. chose I. <laughs> I did. Uh, yeah, I like the position because I think it was like laid out and I think it was top like right. a top right sort of situation. <laughs> yeah. And I really liked the position of that. So that's why I chose this album. There See, we together chose this album when we both get to give input on that. And I'm a death metal guy, so like... I know I say that I don't want to keep giving death metal because of interest of keeping the podcast interesting. But it's who but you are. It's who I am, so I have to keep bringing it back. And I'm only giving you the like cream of the crop, really. I'm not like giving you fucking pissing razors. I also feel like I encouraged you. You did. To please don't <laughs> feel like you can't give me. I just don't want you to only oh, yeah, give yeah. me metal because I understand that that's your favorite genre. That's like 90% of what I listen to. All right, so uh, I know what you think I thought, that I wasn't going to like it. Um, <laughs> my judgment prior to it is that, like I said, I didn't think I was going to like it. Didn't like it the first time. Uh, how many times did you listen to this? It's uncountable at this point. I probably listened to this about 15, 16 times. Well, we did have a week and a half. I did listen four times. Cool. Uh, it was only three until today, and then I made sure that I got another listen in because it's been... So long, not so long, but I didn't know that I thought we were going to record yeah. this past weekend. But so we were too tired. Sometimes you just need a refresher, even if you know that it's not really for you. I just kind of, mm-hmm. I don't know. I should probably be nicer. <laughs> By the way, uh, we didn't record because our good friend Nick has been married. We went to Chicago to see him. We did this like sunset cruise on Lake Michigan from Chicago. On Chicago's like a, First Lady is yeah. what the boat was called. It was a uh, little wedding reception, just people hanging out. It was nice. There were fireworks at the end, which are okay. Whatever. <laughs> it was fun. Yeah. No, the, it was a fun experience. I'm glad we did it. I've never done anything like that before. I didn't get nauseous one time. I didn't either. Not even a little bit. And that's something that I've always been curious about, being on a boat like that in yeah. that situation. And it was three hours that we were on the boat. Yeah. So... You're kind of stuck if you don't feel well, and I never once feel bad. Me, either. so that's good to know, I guess, for I've whatever been, reason. I've been boat sick too on a smaller oh, you boat. Have. That's true, Mister Gardner's boat. But that wasn't like a huge boat. No, but it was fine. It was a choppy day too. And nice little charter. Waters are choppy. <laughs> yeah, it, but it was kind of fun to play with. The good music was playing. It was like a lot of uh, '60s. Oh, rhythm yeah. and blues, a lot of like Sam Cooke and things. It mm-hmm. was fun. And we got to meet an executive producer of a show <laughs> and a writer. <laughs> yeah. So I've always admired Nicholas's sister, Sarah Peters. <laughs> She's worked on shows that we enjoy, comedy shows. Uh, she has a comedy writer. Things, And I'm sure they know all the people that we are obsessed with. And she married- I thought about mm-hmm. it later. I could have been like, hey, Tim Kalpakis. And they'd have been like, yeah, we know Tim. And I'm like, God oh, damn it. Actor Carl Tart, actor and comedian, will like her post sometimes because he follows her. For and so us, do other people. For us, that's like. Andy Daly, she's worked with. Oh. She's worked on, uh, she worked on Nathan for you. What if I asked about Matt and Gorley? That's where they fuck it. Oh, you know, he's going to be a sweetheart. What if they know about, what if they know Matt Gorley? Isn't Nathan for you where they met? Isn't that where they said yeah. that they met? Yeah, yeah. And then he was, is, uh, 
producer on Comedy uh, Bang Bang. He was on Comedy. Oh my god. Yeah. And, so we uh, met these people. And uh, the review, <laughs> not the review. I already We're said that. Out. What uh, the rehearsal. fuck? The rehearsal, which is the craziest TV show I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. And should... he said it's the hardest job I've ever had. <laughs> and if you've seen the rehearsal, you would know that being an executive producer of that. It has to be really, really, really fucking hard. Her and I were literally standing at the bar at the same time, and I was just like, I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to be like... Listen, we're like, nerds, and we're freaking out. We're both comedy fans. We're, we're fans. And then she was just like, oh, you should come when we were by the table. She's like, pull up chairs yeah. and hang out. But I think that we were able to understand a little more of their world being fans of it and I, I i don't think that they would have really had that much with anyone else i don't know from i mean from what it looked like there were like a lot of older people yeah. i think i know i know it on works on us when she makes a joke about getting nervous diarrhea and where are those people we can hear that joke i am that person <laughs> i get nervous diarrhea i'm with you all right so uh yeah four times for me least favorite song sam yeah. I'm gonna be honest. I don't really know what my least favorite song is. Um, yeah, you don't really. You don't know these songs like front to back. That's weird. No, but I'm <laughs> gonna say I will go first, even though uh, I don't know why. It's not really my place to. Um, but just so I can get it out of the way, I really don't like the title uh, "Stripped, Raped, and Strangled." So we'll give it to that. Wow, man, Cannibal Corpse classic. <laughs> I'm sure it's a fine song, but I hate the title. I don't know what this song sounds like. That's not fair. <laughs> you can't not like a song because of the title? Yeah, I can. I can like it or not like it for whatever fucking reason. I don't know these songs. I may have listened four times, but I don't know these songs. You know what's funny? I do I just, know my favorite song, but I don't know my least favorite song. I just, I just thought about something here. It's funny, like... You're like, I don't know these songs. So in my head, these songs just kind of like wash over you a little bit. Every time. So it's funny that for me, a guy who's used to this and hears everything, every album that's been given to me in my entire podcast career. Career. Uh, I, I know them. I, I heard them. Well, like, I always, you know what I mean? I've heard them. <laughs> but like, I could be like, oh, it's this section where it goes, da -da 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 -da, and you cannot go. That section where it goes, da -da 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 that's not true. Oh, I thought you just said that. I'm sorry. I Not in uh, as far as, like I, I just said, I know what my favorite song is, but I don't know what my least favorite song is because I think a lot of the songs for me just wash over me. Hmm. That song is like one of the groovier ones. I thought it was going to be the one you I liked the most. I don't remember how it goes. I just don't like the... No, because there's a part and she was asking for it that I said that every time I liked it and then I'd look at it and be like, oh no, it's this song title. <laughs> so that's not necessarily true. There are some. There are a couple songs that I definitely do and I think it's because they're more bass parts. But yeah, yeah, for some reason that the the first part of the album just didn't stick in my brain as much. Even though I know you said that you think that the beginning yeah, is groovier. For sure. And I heard it, but still for some reason it just didn't stick on me as much. Uh your least favorite song? I feel like I'm gonna give it to Force Fed Broken Glass. Um yeah, that's my decision. Force Fed Broken Glass. Later in the album. There's not really any like hooky line that gets me. This is in the back half of the album where I think it 
gets less hooky. And the caboose. And, I mean, it's got some lines in here that I sing along, like, oral sex with broken glass. <laughs> but for the most part, that's probably my least favorite on this album. Okay. Force-fed broken glass. So there, are, for me, there are two songs back to back as far as most favorite song goes. Interesting. Um, and it is in the latter half of the album, and it's because there are specific parts where there are uh, more bass-driven spots that stand out. Yeah. So as like a whole, it's not necessarily that; it's more parts. But I would say for me, the pickaxe murders. Ooh. This fucking intro rules. I don't know where the bass section is, though. I, yeah, I don't, I can't point it out unless we listen to the song again and we don't need to do that. Uh, we do need to hear this part. This fucking riff rules. Oh, shit. Here come. Right. You don't know the song either. Ah! Nope. <laughs> Neither one of us right. know the song. No. Yeah. This also kind of sounds like something that you would just kind of riff to or like you would play something similar to this if we're just hanging out and you're just kind of like jamming on your uh, guitar. It's good, it's good, good. So, yeah, for me, I'll say uh, the pickaxe murders. (laughs) The pickaxe murders. And it's like the least... uh, Brutal? Brutal and the least like uh, woman being murdered. (laughs) Even though it is pickaxe murders. Yeah. And then she was asking for it, so I'm sure there was a lady who was killed. Absolutely. All right, Sam, most favorite song. Um, Let's see. Hit me. Oh, this is so hard to choose. I'm not going stripped, raped, and strangled, even though it's like the biggest hit. Okay. And I usually don't go with biggest hits on albums, but it seems like when it, it's a hit on a death metal album, it's not the same as a hit on a Sugar Ray album. Oh, that was um, a pull. Interesting. Because there's some Sugar Ray that I like from the early days, but then they... Yeah. I'm a fly in the sky. I'm so high. <laughs> I think I'm going with the intro track, Staring Through the Eyes of the Dead. Staring Through the Eyes of the Dead. I love this fucking. I love fucking too. Listen. Those. It's so fucking like. Shut your mouth, bitch. It's the evil notes I was talking about earlier evil. where they figured out how to. And it's this. It's this interval. It's like they figured out that this interval. Show it to me in the dark. It's just like this two two fret skip that they can just trill back and forth on. It's just evil. And I like that. (laughs) So that's mine. Staring through the eyes of the dead. It's the best riff. It's stuck in my head. I can fucking... Headbang to it quite easily. There you go. Bang your head. Cannibal Castle Drive, you mad. So this came out in 94. Yes. I don't think you ever said how old you were when you actually first listened to this. Mm. Any idea? An age range, at least? I would say probably 17 or 18. Yeah. Right around there. Right around like the end of high school. Had you already been listening to Cannibal Corpse or no. was this your first album? This is my first. Ooh. Or do you remember? Oh, I think I already had the Wretched Spawn, but it was one of those things where I would listen to it and want to like it more than I did at the moment. And, and it I just didn't, didn't stick. And it didn't stick. That's George Fisher. That's like later stuff. 
And then I heard this with like Adam and Kent. Like this is what we're listening to when we're starting to get like heavier. Mm -hmm. This is what gets us to heavier. Like before we're listening to Pantera and Slayer and, you know, things like that that are heavy. It's not this. So this is like what got us. This and Dying Fetus gets us into like using blast beats and shit like that. All right. The first time you heard this, do you remember if you liked it or did it take a while? I liked it the first time I heard it. It was one of those things where it's just like, oh, this is what I've, this is kind of what I've been looking for. This is what I've been needing. And yeah, a little bit. And it, and I think I visually connected it then too with the the Ace Ventura thing. And I was like, finally, life has come full circle. I'm finally listening to the band that I remember being like, that shit looks awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and there's so many stories that Cannibal Corpse will tell you that so many people come up to him and they're like, I liked you guys from Ace Ventura. I saw it and I was um, like, I think that's my scene. And then later they find out, yeah, that's my scene. <laughs> I always knew watching that part because you had said that earlier about yourself. I always, as a child, seeing that was just like, oh shit, things like this exist. <laughs> Not for me. Yeah. Ew, gross. Look at all these gross, grimy guys. Yep, that's yeah. a big part of it. I was like, I want to be a gross, grimy guy. Surfaces look untouchable. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I assume I I think I know the answer to this. Would you recommend this album today? Uh, Since you said that it's such a... Yeah, I would. And big... I think this would be the Cannibal Corpse album I would recommend to somebody who's like, I want to check out Cannibal Corpse. What should I start with? I would probably say The Bleeding. And if you like that... We can move on from there. But yeah, I would. Cool. I would never choose to listen to this again. It's not my style. Um, rating it zero out of 10 all over the rock and roll cats. It wasn't as miserable as I thought it was going to be, but I didn't enjoy it. Obviously, there were some parts here and there that I was just like, ooh, like I like that little whatever. Uh, so it, it did have some some things I've listened to have zero redeeming qualities. Yeah. Ramstein, um, uh, Ramstein, yeah, Ramstein. Ramstein. <laughs> no, never. Not even a smidgen ever cracked me. And there are multiple things, but that's just one of the more recent things. So that's why I'm referencing yeah. it. Not like it's you're not singling it out. It's just the most recent in your head. Yeah. So that's, I've asked you about Symphony X and I heard before, and you're just like, shit. I don't know. I know I was miserable but I don't remember what it sounded like. That's so lost. <laughs> um, but giving it a fair rating, not for me, but I understand why people like it. I'll give it a three and a half. My turn? Yes. I think a three and a half is actually respectable for me, by the way. For what it is, uh, I'm, I'm my rating scale is much lower for metal in general. Yeah, and I would say... For all the death metal we've done, I would say this is probably the one that you would enjoy them have talked the best about. And like weren't like, I hate these drums, like Dying Fetus. No. I think you were like, This is fucking rough. The tones were not <laughs> yeah. as bad. The worst parts were vocals at yeah. times. Um zero out of ten. Uh, for me, this is like an eight and a half all over the rock and roll. Cats. I expected a little bit higher. So is, but you is this your favorite Cannibal no. Corpse? Okay, this is not my favorite Cannibal Corpse album. Unfortunately, but for it's like Chris Barnes fans, uh, my favorite Cannibal Corpse album is a George Fisher album. Uh, George Fisher album. Like I said, I listen to much more later Cannibal Corpse than I listen to early Cannibal Corpse. 
Um, this is my favorite Chris Barnes, Cannibal Corpse. It's probably my favorite Chris Barnes album, if I'm counting Six Feet Under in there as well. Okay. Which I only like about two or three Six Feet Under albums. Oh, albums, not songs. Um, describe this album in one word. Okay, I've got a phrase. Okay. The standard. Okay. Like, this album makes a standard at this point. Like, if you're going to play death metal, this is the new standard in 1994. In my eyes, even though there's other albums that have come out here that you can argue are, like, more artistic, this seems to be, like, quintessential death metal. (laughs) So you said the standard? At that time, it's the standard. I know Napalm Death's out. I know there's other death metal bands out at this point. But for me, this is the standard at that time. Okay. For me, describing this album in one word, I have this. (coughs) (laughs) White. White? Yes. Is this the red or the white? (laughs) This is is white. This is... Music like this you is... You think this is Caucasian? It's so fucking... It's Caucasian <laughs> as hell. This is as Caucasian as country music, but on another end of the spectrum. Gotcha. So white. All right. Is it the red or the white clam chowder? I, I will say that death metal audiences are predominantly white. White. <laughs> uh, but... There are definitely examples of people who aren't white that play death metal, but there are... Yes, yeah, like the band Death. The, the majority. They didn't play death metal. I know, but... Uh, That's Chuck Schuldner, Michelle. Who even cares anymore? Me? That album is done. I would love done. to talk about death. We are finished listening to that album. We are finished talking about that album. We are. I told you yesterday what's next, and so it's not going to be a surprise to you. I'll pretend it is. Um, But we will be listening to... It's not a surprise because I've also told you before that that this has been like a floating album, that it's been this versus other albums for a while. You've had Um, it in the pocket. In Yeah, in the side pocket, just right there, ready to go. We are listening to Stretching Out in Bootsy's Rubber Band. Band by Bootsy Collins. And his rubber band. <laughs> yeah, baby. I, a little, little sneak peek. I already knew some, most of these songs on here, and it's going to be a fun episode. It's going to be fun, and it's going to be impression central. <laughs> a lot of Bootsy Collins voices coming at you. Hallelujah. All right, so we're done with the episode, right? We are. We are. So it's I want to go. It's dark in here. It's out, nighttime. It is dark. We did not turn the lights on. We didn't. I'm going to go out on uh, the first Six Feet Under album release, which is Six Feet Under I Like. So this is right after The Bleeding. This is released about three or four months before he leaves Cannibal Corpse. Six Feet Under's whole thing was slow it down. Not really blast beats. So when they play live, does the new guy only sing his songs or is he performing the old songs? In Cannibal Corpse? Yeah. He performs the old song. Okay, I wasn't sure. Yeah, you guys do strip, rape, and strangle and fuck with a knife. Maybe he stayed true to only his stuff. I don't know. Maybe people are territorial about that. It could be, but he knows they're classic. Was Dio performing Ozzy? Maybe. I don't uh, know. Sabbath songs when they were performing live? If I was a Dio fan, I'd be able to tell you. 
also, I I'm guess, a George Fisher fan. I might need to look into this. <laughs> All right, we're done. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Brian Dennehy. Bye. Bye.